everyone, and welcome to that one time we read manga where three friends decided to start reading manga together and share their thoughts on it. My name is Tim, and fun fact for me this week uh, is uh, in a manga collaboration with Dragon Ball some years back, Luffy is shown writing Goku's Nimbus Cloud, proving that Luffy is actually pure of heart. Very cool. Hey everybody, my name's John. Usually you would hear uh, another person talk before me, but they're not here right now. So, my fun fact for the day is a Costco membership costs about $120 per year, and you can buy their foot-long hot dogs for $1.50. This means that you can save up to $3,165 a year if you eat Costco foot-long hot dogs every meal Every day for the entire year. <laughs> How much is that in in Genny or Jenny? <laughs> it's probably like a billion. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, well, my name's Nate, and uh, my fun fact is pencil sharpeners are tempting. Oh no! <laughs> Heavens, what have we done? That's it. Heavens, what have we done? Okay, yeah, so yeah, if you've noticed the slight absence on the roster here, Duncan is off on vacation in Europe. Uh, he's gallivanting around Europe after graduation. Um, and while, you know, we're recording a certain time, he is currently six hours ahead of us, so uh, time zones are a bitch and we wouldn't be able to make it uh, work. But he did want me to read this fun fact real quick because um, he started off in Hungary his fun fact is the capital of Hungary is Budapest, and even though it was officially founded in 1873, it's been occupied as an official city to some degree since the 4th century B.C. So, you know. Whoa, that was before, before Common dogs. Era, or Christ, or... I said uh, before Chili Dogs. Or Cannolis. Before Cannolis, that works too. There we go. The Italians didn't invent Cannolis until, well, one after <laughs> After that cannoli. <laughs> After we've recently learned, everything's a cannoli if you try hard enough. I mean, that, is, yes. that had to be a phenomenal cannoli for it to be like, well, everything was before this cannoli. <laughs> we will start history now. <laughs> yes, this is when the world begins. <laughs> they finally eat it and they go, yes, now we can start. <laughs> we have civilization, everyone. Hooray. Uh, well, speaking of starting, this week we all read One Piece chapters 186 to 217. We wrapped up the Alabasta, Arabasta. I've realized I've been switching it back and forth. They're both, you know, it's the same name in different translations. Uh, so 186 to 217, and here's the TLDR on that. Uh, the stage is set for a massive showdown between the Straw Hats and Baroque work officers. Uh, we see Vivi attempting to save her kingdom while the rebels and royal guard are on the brink of destruction. Luffy makes his timely return and takes on Crocodile with his new secret weapon, water. Uh, the fight is very long and grueling. Luffy loses, then wins, and ultimately wins the day. Defeats Crocodile, and uh, through a weird twist of fate, the Navy absolutely refuses to accept that pirates defeated one of their warlords. So... They give the accommodation to Captain Smoker and Sergeant Tajigi, both getting promoted. Uh, Vivi and Karu uh, end up bidding farewell to the Straw Hats, and the crew take off for another adventure with a stowaway on their ship right at the end there. So, um, who could it be? Yeah. Ooh. Um, so I said it earlier. Uh, I said it to Nate before we got started. I am winging it because I have seen this 
particular section of One Piece so many times, and there's just so many standout moments. I didn't take any notes, so oh, I'm just gonna kind of let things go. What um, a spicy take! I know, I know. I just it, it's honestly it's one of my favorites though, because so far this was probably the biggest fight, the big the biggest fight feel we've had so far in this series. Like, I don't know, is that kind of jiving with you guys? Oh yeah, this was war. I, I yeah, I definitely think it felt the the biggest fight feel, um, but only in one path really. So I I think I think between Luffy and uh, Zoro, I think those two had the only like meaningful fights, and I was kind of gonna get on that. Like yeah, it, there was a lot of fights for everybody there, but those are the only two that really really caught me. The other ones were just kind of ancillary and. I was just kind of waiting to get him over with. But I also really, really don't like Bon Clay, so... I see. He yeah, bothers I mean, me. Yeah, he's a, he's a lot to take in at first, but I really liked his fight with Sanji. Especially how it ended, where he's just like, Alright, fine, kill me. Like, just do it. Come on, now, do it. He you know, goes a little Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just do it! Just okay. do it! Kill me, come on! Alright, yeah, so <laughs> that, that brings a question for me. Um, what does... Tim, I think you know because you've already watched it in the anime, but I don't know what Bon Clay sounds like. So, in my head, up until the very end for some reason, um, up until the very end, in my mind, he had this really high pitch, like, really uh, feminine, kind of French-sounding voice. Did anybody else have that in your head? Or is it just me? I don't know, Nate, does that... I don't know what you hear. Um, <laughs> like, kind of, kind of just like that. Um, goofy shrill type of voice is what I pictured. Okay. Okay. I, All right. I know what voice you're talking about. I so I've watched it in subs. I don't know what he sounds like in a dub. Um, okay. I've watched it with subtitles on, but his Japanese voice—it's not nearly as high pitch as you guys are thinking. It's still masculine voice. But yeah. he does have he does give like the French words he speaks. He does give them a little lilt. Um, yeah, hmm. I, it's not it's not uh, he does. Yeah, he doesn't have a feminine voice. He just kind of dresses and acts like a woman. Yeah, um, but still is ultimately masculine in other ways. It's hard. It's a very he's a complex character to get into because you'll find in the world of One Piece everything's just kind of fluid because yeah. his. And, and I think I I was thinking about him more, and the reason why he is the way he is, I'm just saying he, not to be like, he's a man dressing as a He's a weird character because his clone-clone abilities literally let him become anybody. So he could just become a woman one day. I don't even know if this is his original, like, face or just his default one that he goes to. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Gin, like Some Ginyu vibes or something. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like, this might not even be his original body, it just is the one he likes the most, or something like that. Um, it would be fitting I, if that's the case. Speaking of, it, it definitely helped him in the fight against Sanji, because he kept turning himself into Nami, <laughs> threatening to like take his clothes off as Nami, which, which is Sanji's one weakness. <laughs> it's rather unsettling, honestly. It, but It was very creepy, but again, the it, he's, it's, it's a clone... Fun. He becomes a clone of that person. He doesn't just, like, 
It's not like he's wearing enough makeup to make himself look like that. He physically changes his entire body to their anatomy. Their, to their anatomy, excuse me. That's drag, uh, yeah, baby. Except, except for him. Yeah. Uh, so I think there was another time, but like, does he always has his, have his like little swan hip pants and he yes. just changes his torso? Uh, Yes. Uh, that's so weird. But uh, so, but all his that bottom to say, changes too. He just doesn't change clothes. Yeah, yeah. It, so hate me all you want. Uh, go fuck yourself. Um, for whoever might just really disagree with me, but I will say that I did like him at the very end because of his interactions with the crew, and you know he's actually like an okay person. Still really annoying. But the reason I asked about the voice is because something I don't know what it was. But something at the end of the reading triggered me to change his voice in my head. And you actually hit it on the head. Like, after, I guess it was like, he said do too many times. Like the D-E-A-U-X. Yeah, um, French, he, for no, French for two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like, that transferred, that transformed his voice in my head to exactly what you did earlier. And it was like an Austrian Schwarzenegger voice. Oh. And, and it just changed. I was like, maybe this is what he sounds like. I mean, I, <laughs> dude, until you watch the anime, he can sound like anything you want. That's the fun about reading manga, because I'm just drawing some major assumptions. Yeah, remember when you thought Luffy was an aggressive Dale Earnhardt? Like, <laughs> maybe he still is for you. I don't know. I still um, like that idea. Okay, that's beautiful. But um, I've, heard, I've heard Luffy's voice, so I know it's, okay. like, kind of annoying. It's a kid's voice, you know, he's 17. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did really like the uh, Bon Clay and Sanji fight just because they were weirdly even yeah. in their in their methods, a lot of kicks and stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys caught it, um, but the final like kick where they both like um, cross legs real quick and then they both like the, you know the anime sword thing except with their legs. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I'm um, on it right now. Yeah, cross and then they land and like Sanji goes down to his knee, but in the in the anime it's even better because you just see like Bon Clay standing there and he's not like celebrating, but Sanji goes down to a knee and then all of a sudden Mr like Bon Clay starts shaking and then he just launches into the wall like out of nowhere. It is really well done animated. It kinda got I think a little lost in translation on page, but it is so cool. Oh yeah. Because you're just like whoa <laughs> yeah i'm looking at that right now and and after you explain that context yeah that's exactly what happens but i i didn't catch that the first time yeah i didn't catch that either. I, I yeah i'm i'm looking at it though and yeah you're you're exactly right they do the kick they both land and then just whoosh, into the yeah. building just wham gone and i i it, to me it was a great way to get sanji like some credit you know because yeah like, he's he's been consistently in in this arc in particular, he's been more of like the saboteur and uh, behind the scenes helping out against Baroque Works. But now we actually get to see like how strong Sanji really is yeah. uh, against something other than a sea monster. So uh, yeah, I thought it was a very good fight for um, for Sanji to uh, to be a part of. Um, and ultimately, I'll, I'll say this: I love just the matchups of all the Straw Hats versus all the officers of Baroque Works. So. You know, Usopp and Chopper against Mr. Four and Miss Christmas. Um, Sanji versus Bon Clay. Nami versus Miss Doublefinger. Um, a nice little coming-of-age moment for Nami as well. Um, and uh, uh, Zoro versus Mr. One. And then ultimately Luffy versus Crocodile. And then, like, 
in the in the chapters, you know, every time a fight would resolve, it'd be like the battle of blank winner, you know, whoever. I did like that. I don't know yeah. if that'll continue, but I I did like that. It kind of gave it a video gamey vibe, but yeah. maybe it's also just like helping you keep track. I don't know. Um, a little bit. This was a little bit of both. I kind of uh, yeah. When I saw that, I kind of like it made me think of like some sort of history book that just like during this battle on Alabaster, like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I I will uh, I will put my two cents in. I actually super love Bond Clay. <laughs> I think they're hilarious. <laughs> uh, I'm the asshole. <laughs> nah, it's I I think the whole like the swan thing extending the foot reach being like a terrible thing. I'm like this makes no sense. <laughs> and and I love it's got it. like a lead beak or a steel beak, and he can like move it. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what is this uncanny bullshit? I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, oh go ahead. Uh, one connection I just made, um, and I feel like so I it's it's a shonen manga, and it's a story that like is probably structured like a lot of other shonen manga, so I assume that this trend of, like, you know, uh, everybody having their own individual fights and they're either compares- like comparable to their own abilities or a complete contrast to their abilities. Um, I feel like that's going to continue, but one thing I just remembered about Sanji is, like, I wonder, and this is maybe a hot take right now, but I wonder if every fight that he ever gets into, like with a big bit, big bad, is going to be some other form of karate. Because we had Fishman karate uh, in the last arc, and now we now we had Oh Come My Way karate. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm that's just, and then Zoro keeps on facing sword guys. So I don't know. Yeah. I just I just noticed that it was uh, karate versus karate. Um, and I keep on feeling like there's a reference being made when he says, oh, come my way, karate. And, but I can't put my finger on it. Is there a reference there or something? Because I feel like that's something I've heard before. No, I have no idea. I'm not. Okay. I, it might be a real world thing. Because uh, it's also called ballerina karate and other translations. Okay. Um, but feel- it, it's, it's dance fighting is all it is it's, it's okay. dance fighting he uses dance moves as fighting moves I just, yeah i just feel like oh come my way is like a song lyric or something i feel it like it's like be, a western reference or something i just can't honestly, figure it out no it could be like a translation thing too of like oh come my way in japanese sounds like okama or whatever the japanese word for queer is like i don't know uh, oh jeez, that's not what i, I thought I, i'm just <laughs> I'm saying, like, that's, I don't know. It could be one of those. I just, I'm not nearly knowledgeable enough of the Japanese language to tell Everyone you. canceled Tim. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fucking... <laughs> um, So, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, it was great. I, I did enjoy that. Um, I, honestly, I, I'm kind of with John, though, where I only had a couple of favorite fights, and... The I guess the biggest difference was I would put Sanji up there. I'd put the Zoro fight and the Luffy fight up there. Uh, Nami is probably right beneath the Sanji fight for me. And then at the very bottom was uh, Usopp and Chopper. Though, great step-up moment for, so far, the two weakest characters. Uh, yeah. Are you talking about Usopp and Chopper? Yes. Okay, yeah. It, yeah. So It was a great step-up moment because, I mean, Usopp takes that bat to the fucking skull like three times <laughs> and, yeah and keeps getting up 
Yeah, everybody knows my hatred for Usopp, so uh, you won't be surprised to for me to say, like, I actually kind of forgot about that fight. Um, and it's not intentional. I don't intentionally dislike him. forget about the fight. That was the one with the gun that's a dog. Yeah, I know. It just, it wasn't until you told me, like, said that, like, that I remembered that. Because, I mean, yeah, Usopp was really jacked up after that. I mean, it was just, he just has a face of blood. Yeah. Um, I love and, when, when he gets hit with the bat one of the times, and it goes x-ray on his skull, and you see his nose, like, all crunched up, and then just a giant shattering effect on his skull. Like, something out of Mortal Kombat. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, he has a really unfortunate nose. Because, <laughs> like... Yeah. Because yeah, usually, like, nose injuries come from, like, the connection between uh, the cartilage and, like, the actual nose bone. Like, the actual nose bone doesn't go very far, but right. his goes, like, eight inches out, and that's really unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> um I just did a bit of research. Um it is because of Okamawe and that is Japanese slang for homosexual. Oh my goodness. Ah, yeah. Okay, so I was right. You you were right. All right. Tim, you've been restored. I was never in doubt. <laughs> so that that's so that's so funny. I I had no clue that I really thought it was like a '80s rock song lyric or something. I just couldn't put my finger on it. I'm not again. I, I mean, Nate, thanks for doing the research. I'm not nearly knowledgeable enough of Japanese slang terms when I'm reading them in English. <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to think of like some Journey song or something. I, I, I just, thought it was a song too. Just, yeah, I, that, that's really what I thought. So, but that's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a that, that's a neat little reference to toss in there. I mean, you know, you really drive home the point of who Blonde Clay is uh, at at their heart. Um, that's a good word maybe. there, <laughs> there because I'm still not sure. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, we are sure actually. They're both. I I, just I mean, say he because they call him Mister Blonde Clay sometimes. Gender so, fluid yeah. Blonde Clay. But when you can clone yourself into literally anybody, what does it matter? But would that be would that be homosexual or would that be like omnisexual? Omnisexual. I love it. (laughs) That does sound really cool. I don't know if that's sexual. (laughs) I I don't know if that's one of them uh, in the you know all all of the things. Um, But that's a really cool thing if you are omnisexual or omega sexual. Omega. I am the alpha and the omega sexual. I just. (laughs) I just realized that like these attacks are essentially like if I just like walked up to Tim and was like big gay punch. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i got whiskey in my eye (laughs) yeah that's that's pretty much what those attacks are holy shit (laughs) oh man i did i I hate that we're still on this but it was admittedly there's a lot to go on going on in the bon clay and sanji fight they both speak french at each other, like the whole time, it's just you know, Bon Clay speaks, you know, big gay punch French. And <laughs> I love Sanji, it. Sanji does the French words for like dishes and stuff, <laughs> like different different meals. Yeah, French uh, cuisine. So, yeah, different French cuisine because you know he's a chef and uh, still hasn't used his hands yet. Keep keep count. Another fight, Sanji never uses his hands. Hands in pocket most times. 
<laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I got to put my headphones on the charger real quick, so sorry in advance. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, Nate, what was your favorite matchup uh, of the Straw Hat One Piece? Or your least favorite? We could talk about that, too. You know... Um, I mean, I did, I did love the, uh, the Bon Clay fight, but I, I actually liked the, uh, fight with Nami, oddly enough. Yeah. I, I think the whole, like, con- controlling weather contraption was fun. It had, like, you know, it had the comedic moments, and I just loved, like, the little tidbits of Usopp going, like, and it's great for parties. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that I thought was a very fun bit to do the whole time of, like, her trying to remember what Usopp told her about it and just being like, oh, this is blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, and that's all for the party instructions. Flip the paper over for fighting instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you write two of those? <laughs> um, it's kind of a... I, I was I was actually kind of surprised because I forgot what Miss Doublefinger's powers were. Um, and then I saw she had, yeah, the spike spike fruit or whatever. Um and I think I think there was one panel where she was like holding Nami in place against the wall with her boobs like pointed straight out. <laughs> and I was like that's that's funny. That's very funny. <laughs> like just these giant spikes coming out of her bra. I whenever she turned into a giant spike ball, I was just like, This is Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I think she called it the hedgehog dive too, or something. I think like she that. did. <laughs> yeah, she called it the hedgehog dive. Oh, man. Sorry, you wouldn't believe how uh, difficult it is to find a mini USB anymore. Oh, yeah, everything's Type-C now. Oh, yeah. I know. Going to be the standard soon. All right, so I'm back now, and uh, I did hear about the the Usopp directions, and I I thought that that made me laugh out loud. Not spit my whiskey loud, but it was... uh, that was really funny. Like every single every single time, she's just reading the instructions, and and when I when you finally realize that uh, there was other instructions aside from party instructions, I was like, she's gonna fucking die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she got it, and you know she's smarter than Usopp, so she made his dumb little party contraption actually work. Even to the point where she goes to use it later in the middle of town square. And he's like, but Nami, it's only meant for parties. (laughs) What are you doing? And she's like, yeah, you're an idiot, dude. I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) That's Nami's superpower. Like, at first, I... So, the the evolution of her character has always kind of been weird to me. Where she's introduced as this, like, just thief. Like, this cat burglar who only robs pirates and stuff. I'm like, oh, so she's gonna be like a master of stealth. She'll be, like, the spy. She'll go in disguise and, like, get in good with the enemy and then you know, rob them blind and everything. But she kind of just evolved into this wizard who's good at weather and also obsessed with money. Like, she doesn't actually steal money from anybody. (laughs) She just, you know, she'll take it when she gets it, but it it, it was just, I don't know. I've always found it kind of weird to be like, you introduce her as one way, and then all of a sudden she turns into a weather wizard. <laughs> She's the utility crewman. Crew yeah, true, true utility. But I, I always thought, like I said, she was gonna be more of the spy because of the money obsession. But money wizard. Yeah, yeah or something. <laughs> Did, I, I saw him mention it at the back of the. Uh, at the back of the reading, but did they get the one billion berries from? Uh, 
old homie that promised that? No, no. The, the scene you're referencing is Nami's crying when they're leaving, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry, like we'll see Vivi again someday." And she goes, "Yeah, I guess I'll let that debt go." And like that's why she was crying is because mm. she's not going to get her billion berries. Unfortunate. <laughs> Unfortunate for her. Yeah, yeah. They could have they could have paid off the uh, paid off the warrants that they had out for their arrest. Oh, they don't want that, dude. It, oh, I know, but that's remember, the logical thing here. <laughs> bounty equals power. The higher your bounty, the more power you have. And we're at a high bounty now, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. I was going to say, we've, we've got new bounties to look forward to. Uh, actually, I do want to talk about how Zoro gets his bounty by defeating Mr. One, otherwise known as Das Bones. And uh, that was one of my favorite fights. Uh, yeah, it was I, a super it, cool fight. Yeah, it's right up there. I don't know if I like that one or if I like the uh, the Luffy and Mr. Crocodile uh, fight, but uh, it, which one I like more. But, I mean, that was really cool, especially since, like, you didn't really consider the fact that there's, like, a different scale of abilities to cut different things, such as steel in that fight. Yeah. I, I didn't know that that was going to be the evolution that took place there. I thought it was just going to be a matter of, like, all right, Zoro's hurt, and he's going to break through somehow. Mm-hmm. But, fuck, there's, like, a whole thing to it to be able to cut steel. You have to, like, feel the environment breathing and, like, I assume match its frequency or something? I'm not exactly sure. It's got to be something like that, and they'll go into it more. But I, I love the explanation of, like, a, a true swordsman can choose when his sword cuts. And in the flashback, again, in the anime, it's probably shown a little bit easier. His master slices at a piece of paper in the air, and it doesn't cut. And then he goes over to the steel beam and cuts it instantly, like it was nothing. And he's like, whoa. And he's like, yeah, true swordsman can choose when his sword cuts and when it doesn't. So <laughs> it's it was very cool. And yeah, seeing Zoro come into that uh, realization, after getting absolutely bladed, I mean, this dude... So, oh, yeah. Mr. One's power, we found out, he can he ate the dice dice fruit, could turn his entire body into a sword, basically. Any, any part of his body is a blade. Um, it's a perfect opponent for Zoro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not a swordsman, he's just like a sword person. He's a sword man. <laughs> <laughs> sword man, yeah. He's, yeah or he's a man a, sword. He's a man sword. Um, no, he wasn't a sword that ate the human-human fruit, he was a... Man, that ate the dice dice fruit. Yeah, which that actually threw me off. Like I, I was thinking the dice dice fruit had something to do with like being able to like uh like dematerialize into like small dice or something. <laughs> like, well, yeah, because I, I was wrong. Well, because everyone's favorite character, Buggy, had the chop chop fruit where he could chop himself up. Yeah. So, I thought it was something like that, but I was wrong. Yeah. No, we're no. waiting on that gamble gamble fruit. <laughs> uh, what is probably, that? There's probably some filler out there that uh, some filler villain that has that. Oh my! What does that even look like? You just develop a crippling addiction, or you get really good at it? What is, I think what? you're just good at it. Okay. <laughs> or I both. mean, every every gambler that has a crippling addiction thinks they're good at it. <laughs> Case in point. Me, last time I went to a casino, <laughs> I was sure I was going to come out on top because I'm just so damn good at roulette. Well, and see, I lost where, Tim's money. That's where I've been telling you you have a problem because you can't be good at roulette. It's, it's literally a game of chance. It's not like poker, you know. They wrote a whole song about how to be good at poker. I was winning for a long time until I stopped. Yeah, there you go. Um, 
I have to uh I have to hand it to Oda because they always like call back on different things that were said at different parts of the manga. Like for example, when the first time that uh Zoro used his cursed sword, he was like, Ah, this sword cuts what it wants to cut, not what I want to cut. And now we see this fight and he's talking about like I want this to cut what I want this to cut. And I'm like, oh, that's, it's just like a callback to his training. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, and you know, we, I think we've mentioned it before too. Oda is the king of foreshadowing. Oh yeah. So uh, it, it really, it's kind of annoying, especially after you get so far. Cause we're what? 217 chapters in now. We um, are now a fifth of the way done. Yeah. And, Ooh we have to start remembering things that were said in chapter 30. It's like, come on, dude. You know, and it's going to be even worse. Like if we ever make it up to chapter 600 and then we have to remember what was said during this fight <laughs> in chapter, you know, 202 or something like that. And you're like, God damn it. You know, but it'll stick out because you'll recognize, you know, it'll be said in a similar way or he'll just straight up flashback to it if it's been long enough. But yeah. Um, yeah, it, I mean, he really makes you hang on every word and pay attention to every panel. Um, because Yeah, it, it, it could come back at any moment. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so Zoro learns how to cut steel. And it was very, like I said, it was very cool. Zoro didn't do a lot of winning in this fight. He won it, but he didn't do a lot of winning. He did a lot of surviving and then just kind of you know, pushing past the limit. Ultimately, it was just kind of pushing past the limit. But he, you know, like John said, felt the environment, realized that, like, oh, I didn't dodge the rocks. The rocks dodged me because I could hear them coming or feel them coming or whatever it was. Um, yep, that Not to downgrade it, but uh, Zoro just seems to be a glutton for punishment. He waited until he was literally sliced all the way through. Um, I'm still unclear if his wound from Mihawk has even healed yet. The giant cut across his chest that's been stitched up. Um, not even sure if that's totally healed yet, but he spends the rest of the arc just coated it, coated in his own blood, like, for a really long time, and you're thinking, this guy's going to bleed out eventually, right? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that blood goes a long way. Yeah, how much blood does this guy really have? <laughs> Oh, man. So, let's see here. Uh, well, I, I mean, so, yeah. So, defeating Das Bones, or Mr. One, or ends up, or, so it turns out Das Bones was, like, a super notorious assassin dude, um, which, you know, no kidding, his whole body is made of blades, so makes him the perfect assassin, apparently. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Zoro earns his first bounty of 60 million, which is, hey, nothing to sneeze at. No. That, that's that... good. That's uh, more than almost everybody so far. Almost yeah. everybody so far. I think, what, the Fishmen were, what, 80? Or uh, Arlong? Was he, what, 80? Arlong, yeah. I think Arlong was 80 million at the start. Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah. But not higher than Luffy's first bounty. Luffy's first bounty was 85 million? I thought it was 70. I, I don't know. But either way, it's really high. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I don't have a... I haven't done that conversion rate of how much berries actually are worth, but uh, oh, that'd be yeah, it's got to be a high. Well, don't worry. By the time we're done, I'll find it. <laughs> well, that's good. 
so I and I want to get to the Luffy fight because obviously that's like the whole point of this arc. But I do I do just kind of want to talk a little bit about just like everything else that's been going on between like. And we don't have to talk very long on it, but but like the 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 background politics of everything going on with the kingdom, mm-hmm. um, truly like they were the driving force. And actually, I have Duncan sent me his notes here, and he even says it. Um, and this is kind of where I got the idea, which was, you know, the politics of the whole thing were a driving force, but they weren't the main focus. The main focus was what are the straw hats gonna, you know, do because there are heroes, but also like the background politics drove a lot of this story. VV trying to, you know, save her kingdom from rebellion, uh, crocodile, you know, just trying to take over the world. And then the, uh, the rebels and the Royal army. And then the, all the, you know, motivations from everybody's side, you kind of, I, at least for me, I didn't find me actively rooting against anybody other than crocodile and Baroque works. Like I didn't look at the rebels and go, you guys are so stupid. How, why are you being so stupid? Or the, royal army being unreasonable like everybody had their motivations and you could put yourself in their shoes and go yeah i would probably do the same thing i don't know about you guys but that's how i felt i i i liked that um luffy was essentially the voice of the reader like i i thought that the politics were interesting but <laughs> luffy's attitude of politics be damned screw this guy yeah <laughs> yeah fuck politics i'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which seems to be a trend. Uh, yeah, Luffy doesn't need a lot of motivation. As long as if if someone's in his way to get to his goal or hurting one of his friends, he's just gonna do what he does. Yeah, which is kick ass. Yeah, yeah. I do. I I do like the political aspect to it, though. I mean, obviously Luffy doesn't really care because Luffy smash, but. Um, I mean that the political aspect uh, like actually makes the whole problem a little bit deeper. I mean now this is only deeper for everybody except Luffy and Crocodile because Luffy just wants to beat up Crocodile and Crocodile just essentially wants to make a really big army. I think. Oh, like, he eventually wants to take sure. the world. He wants to drive. Yeah, he wants to dry everything up and then create a, a army that's like unstoppable. I guess. I didn't really get to how he was going to do that if it involved killing most of the people on Alabasta. But well, and here's the thing: neither did he. He didn't get that far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking about that. I was because uh, he talked about like drying up the entire island and like killing it, like everybody that's on it, in order to like gain his way. And I was like, that's not a very good start to an army. <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could just do it with... Hey, I mean, you could just dry up every continent and then you're the last person around. Yeah, I think it was everybody but his Baroque work. So he had all the officers who we saw the most of. But you do realize, like, there was two other, like, things of Baroque works agents. There was the billions and the millions, which were pretty numerable. I mean, like, it was a massive organization when you really, yeah. like, get down to it. Yeah. Um, and if you go by numbers and the single digits are the most powerful, then every member of Baroque Works is numbered and they're talking about having billions, like the number billions. And you're like, holy shit, that's a lot of people. So, you know, yeah. he probably would have kept all those guys like offshore and then dried up and then brought them in with all the supplies and been like, all right, now we start. He literally already had a billion person army. Uh, I think that's if, how it works. If that's how it works. I can't. 
I can't know because they never go, Mr. 1,952,000 or whatever. Like, oh, you were my friend. Like, they never named any of those <laughs> useless henchmen. Um, no, I and I don't know if it was actually billions or if it matters in the first place, but I was thinking of the relation to that. It's kind of like, like if anybody watches UFC or something like that, like you have only ranked fighters that are in the top 15. Like you have the top 15 ranked fighters or contenders and then the champion. Everybody under that is constantly fighting for a number. And so, like, that's what that's what you do for the beginning of your career is, like, you fight, fight, fight until you fight somebody that's numbered. And then you can move up and take their spot if you beat them. Like, that, that's kind of how that works. So that's how I see them working. So maybe it's not billions, but it's definitely, like, thousands, hundreds if nothing thousands. else. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah, it could be. Uh, like I said, we never get anybody, you know, the useless henchmen are never named. Um, I think maybe one of them's, like corners um a couple of the straw hats or something they're like oh if we bring crocodile your heads will be numbered or something like that I, yeah I that, that was a whole we'll get a promotion. small thing yeah it was a very quick moment um yeah. but uh luffy's uh luffy's ability to or i identify that like he can use his own blood that was really cool oh that was super yeah. cool yeah, because ultimately, like, I mean, I'm not even going to give credit where uh, I think most people think credit's due. I don't think Luffy is the one that won this fight. Um, like, it, it wasn't, he did the most damage and he hurt Crocodile, but if it wasn't for the rain, like, he probably would have still been screwed. No, he had Crocodile right? knocked down. He had him knocked down, but it wasn't at the rain that ultimately stopped him? No. That's what I thought. No, he had him knocked out. Like, he broke his hook, had him beaten down, um, and then it started raining, but he'd already lost. Like, he'd already conceded, basically. Okay, all right. I guess I just assume that if somebody doesn't die, they're going to come back way worse. So, I don't know. I mean, you could be right. I'm not sure. But, no, Crocodile just winds up, again, Luffy beats him down, and ultimately, you know, Crocodile's arrested. But, um, yeah. I think it was, like, his powers that were holding back the rain. So him being knocked out, meaning he can't use his powers anymore, and then it starts raining. Yeah. Um, Which, that's my interpretation of it. I, I mean, yeah, and I guess it's neither here nor there, because I just assume that at some point Crocodile's going to come back, because once again, they didn't kill the guy. <laughs> they ended up they ended up just taking his rank and all of his ability to be a warlord and stuff, and they probably put him in that little... Uh, that little anti-ocean uh, cage or whatever. The sea prism? Yeah, this is my prediction for chapter, I don't know, 900. Um, <laughs> whatever warlords have been defeated and stripped of rank and stuff like that, I think they're all going to come back and then, you know, it's going to be a big thing. That's, That's what prediction. I think. That's a bold prediction. Somebody clip that. And... I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like all these people that don't definitively die, they will come back, and I am almost sure of it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see how right you are. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, I like it. Yeah, Nate. Any big moments that stood out in the crocodile fight for you? Um, I think. I think the tension in between the crocodile fight was what really had me, like, the whole uh, counting down of the destruction of everyone was pretty awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, they, they had the whole countdown going on, um, and as anime and manga would have it, it was an unnecessarily long countdown. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know why you would reveal something that's going to happen in 30 minutes, because a lot of things can happen in 30 minutes. You probably just shouldn't have said it. But, uh... So <laughs> waited to give it the old five minutes treatment. Yeah, you should be like, yeah, you have five minutes, and then everybody would be like, all right, great, so we have 17 episodes left. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a Frieza moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I know, I, I thought that was, there was a lot of tension with that, and that was really nice to see. Um, and then, I man, I sound like a, like a masochist or something, but I mean, somebody actually died with that. Uh, but it, it was meaningful, though. I mean, because what's Are you talking uh, Pell at the end? Yeah, Pell. Yeah, yeah he might not actually old... even be dead. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't be fucking surprised. Well, did you miss the panel at the very end of the... When we're leaving Alabasta and, like, there's just some random doctor guy. And he goes, sir, wait, you forgot your headdress. And it's Pell's headdress. Yep. And you're just kind of like... What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> How does he survive that? Okay, Tony oh, Stark. Uh, is that is yeah. that what that was? Okay, That's yeah. what that was. Yeah, that was Pell's headdress. Yep. I was thinking of when, uh, and I'm bad with names, so forgive me, but uh, when the when the 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 one guy that like was the head guardsman for the king. Oh, um, um, I forget his name, but he could turn into a jackal. Yeah, yeah, when he went out there and I, he was talking about, like, how he can't even cry or something. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, thought, I mean... I thought it was yeah. in regards to Pell, but I, I might have been wrong on that. There's, that's the cool thing with manga, is, like, we all can pull different things from it. Yeah, I thought it was just, like, a silhouette of Pell leaving the doctor's office and the doctor being like, Wait, sir, your headdress. I you know, honestly like that scene you're talking about right there. I'm gonna find it as we're talking, but I don't even remember it. I oh, I yeah, do remember was... something uh, inferring that he was alive. Yeah, yeah, hmm. a okay. possibility. I I've said this before. Oda loves fake out deaths, so unless you get like confirmation, you see a body, or you know, people are like, oh yeah, he's definitely dead, and then you don't, and then you wait like. 50 chapters and if you don't ever see him again you're like okay he's dead like yeah. <laughs> then you could be sure um that's not a spoiler that is a promise <laughs> that's gonna this is gonna be a recurring thing uh but i, I it's not a threat it's a promise I I, yeah i don't i don't know that uh it happens to like major characters it's gonna happen to like all these side characters that we grow really attached to yeah um eventually <laughs> yeah um, speaking of unkillable, one of Duncan's little notes here that I like is that Luffy continues to be unkillable. Um, gets healed up after being impaled, uh, and rides in on Pell with a jug of water strapped to his back for the final <laughs> showdown. Um, like, it was really, it was a cool moment when he showed up. As it was like, um, a lot of despair going around. Cobra's nailed to the wall. King Cobra's nailed to the wall. VB's crying and about to die, get thrown off a cliff or whatever, um, and then Luffy just comes screaming in on Pell's back and with a jug of, you know, super water tied to his back and uh, proceeds to use it for everything. Um, <laughs> I do what my favorite moment in this entire fight actually, not even like the entrance or even the end the end of it is when crocodile grabs luffy by the neck and completely drains him of all moisture 
um, <laughs> and throws him to the ground. And then at the like, it's a split second moment. But Luffy at the very last moment spits out like a giant water bubble up. And Crocodile's like, you missed, you idiot, and drains him of all moisture and throws him to the ground. And then that bubble comes down and splashes on Luffy and completely rehydrates him. I was like, yes! What a... Oh my god, that was probably the dumbest luck thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, it's easy it, it to was say, luck like, oh, too. He, he knew it was going to happen, but you're just like, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, no, and it, it, I think it was pretty clear that it was on accident, because... I was I was wondering that too, and I was like, ah, what a what a great battle of wits this is, and it, no, it was just he just fucking got lucky. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that is that single panel where uh, Luffy has all of that moisture drained from him. I was like, that's pretty haunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of creepy to see us, you know, eighty-nine-year-old, seventeen-year-old. <laughs> yep. We've seen a lot of dried out humans lately. I'm kind of tired of it. I'd like it to not happen anymore because it is creepy. Don't worry, we are leaving. We've left the desert, so that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, Luffy introduces a couple new techniques: the gum gum buzzsaw, the gum gum shotgun, uh, the gum gum storm. I mean, these like just it was a really big fight and obvious and of course you know it's it's so far it's the most powerful enemy we faced it's a, it's a warlord it's the se- you know one of the seven warlords of the sea that luffy's fighting here this isn't arlong who yeah sure was on the crew of a seven warlord but not one of them or you know uh, he never yeah. fought mihawk but zoro did and was made pretty quick work of uh back back then so yeah this is going toe to toe with a warlord Clearly not an easy feat, but they managed to get he, he managed to pull it off and got really creative at, at for you know at the risk of his own safety. <laughs> That's a good callback to Mihawk as well because like you you remember how well easily Mihawk decimated Zoro and yeah. like just how powerful he was out at the sea. Um, yeah. So I like it's hard to obviously like the. The, the crew progresses very quickly. That's the nature of the manga. But I, I wonder, like, where they stack now. Um, I still feel like Mihawk is probably... I mean, just looking at the battle, he's probably on a different level than uh, Crocodile. But I don't know what equality there is between the uh, Seven Warlords. I only assume that, you know, there's some that are much stronger than the others. Even still, well, even still, like, that's still a category in its own of power. Um, yeah, But yeah. I, I, I do feel like Mihawk is probably on an entirely different level, if that's a fight that happens in the first place, because I'm still not sure if Mihawk's a bad guy. Yeah, the, it's, it's, so this is one of those moments where I'm sitting here reading it going, is this because the Straw Hats have progressed to the level of Warlord, or is it that Crocodile is the weakest of the Warlords? Yeah, yeah. And we won't know until we meet more of them, if we meet more of them. Yeah, um, I feel like that's that one's just going to happen. Yeah, I mean, there's seven of them, and we've only seen two so far. You, you, don't, na- you don't name a group of people with numbers and not expect to encounter all of them in progression of power. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 feel like, I feel like that's just a given. Yeah. Like, Mihawk, who's, you know, 
let's just pretend Mihawk isn't even the most powerful. He's like, out of the seven, he's the fourth most powerful. That was just like a teaser. And then Crocodile is the seventh most powerful, but he's still like, the name Warlord carries, you know, something sure. like that. So. Yeah, a lot of people almost died, but they can't because we have a story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a story to tell, and we're only a fifth of the way through it, so... You know, All right, so in a hundred chapters, we'll encounter the next one. Yeah, yeah, we're just uh, we're all just waiting for Gum Gum Armageddon to begin. <laughs> oh no shit! <laughs> oh boy! And then uh, love, love the uh, uh, interaction between Smoker and his higher ups. Like, hey, you know, Straw Hat Luffy beat Crocodile, and they're like, mm, yeah, but we're gonna say you did. Because that's yeah. not good. We can't have pirates beating our warlords. Uh, we're going to strip Crocodile of all his ranks and reinstate his bounty, which I think was like $81 million or something like that. It was it was up there. Yeah. Um, I like seeing all the moral gray areas of the Navy following yes. Luffy around. Is is interesting because they're obviously who reports to like all of the seas. So it's, it's, it's interesting to go, eh, Luffy's good, Luffy's bad. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you gotta I, think too. The navy work directly for the government, and the government's the one who spins the narrative to the people. Yep. So if the people heard that a group of pirates beat up one of the warlords and took him down after the warlord tried to cause, you know, a mass extinction on an island of <laughs> a desert island in the Grand Line, they'd probably be like, "Well, maybe the pirates aren't so bad if the government agent is trying to conquer the world." Um, yeah, can't have that. Can't have that happen. So you know what? We're going to give it to Smoker just because he was there. Um, and uh, yeah, and so congratulations. And he's like, God, these people suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it adds some credence to Smoker too because now even Smoker's starting to question. Um, yeah, even Smoker's starting to question the organization he's in. Yeah, I'm still supporting uh the fact that like I am growing, like Smoker's growing on me, and I do really, really like him. Um, I'm wondering. I feel like he's never gonna become a pirate, but I feel like he's gonna be that guy that's like right on the edge of like becoming a pirate because he's just like he's a legit person that sees the faults in the navy. Um, at least at a very minimum, he empathizes with the good pirates, mm-hmm. and he obviously from. Time to time, like he keeps on avoiding the capture of those guys, and he's he's a cool person. Um, I'd like to see him like full scale in a fight, though, because I mean we've only seen tidbits of him. Um, I don't think that he's probably anywhere on the level of like the crew, but he might be a good help at some point. I mean, yeah, dude's made of smoke. How many things can I mean? Literally, if he wanted to, he could turn his entire arm into smoke, and then just. I don't know, go into your lungs <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to breathe and kill you. Like, it's, I mean, it's yeah. a scary power to have. I'm not saying he would do that, but he could do that. And that's terrifying. It um, would be cool. And I mean, like cool. we said, I mean, he is like one of the coolest characters and we've already covered this, but smoking is cool. <laughs> smoking <laughs> is cool. Yeah. That, and he's made of smoke, which makes him the coolest dude in the universe. I wonder if he's made of smoke or if he's made of cancer. <laughs> oh, no. Smoke. Smoke. Just smoke. <laughs> he might he might earn cancer if he keeps smoking all those cigars. I mean, and maybe he has the, the freaking he has the antidote. All right, we've got the smoke smoke fruit. Now we need the dip dip fruit. <laughs> oh my <laughs> the god, the choo choo fruit. 
<laughs> we got the red man fruit. Uh, wait, wasn't wasn't the kid? Oh no, Pack that was jaw. that was the munch munch fruit. Yeah, that was Waffles was the munch. munch. <laughs> oh my. Oh, uh, wouldn't that be effective to like? I mean, just think about somebody like spitting tobacco spit on you. Like you don't you don't want to mess with that, do you? No, no God, that'd be no. a pr- that'd be a pretty good <laughs> a pretty good gum or uh, pretty good uh, devil fruit there. And just be like some like potent uh, tobacco, like chewing tobacco, and just like all right, I'm gonna spit on you, and be like, you better not spit on me. I can't wait. That that would for that would suck. I can't wait for the <laughs> nuclear physicist to fight the dip dip fruit. Oh, it's gonna, it's, yes. it's gonna be great. God, I hope that never happens. <laughs> Prediction. I'm clipping it. Clipping. Um, <laughs> you know, it's very funny that uh, it's very funny that Duncan is not here because we finally got the one thing he's been asking for, which was ship to ship combat. Uh, <laughs> ship I know, right? Combat. That's what he wanted. Yeah, he's been asking for it forever. It, like we see it where Usopp accidentally fires a cannon and blows up a couple of marine ships. Uh, ah, yes. And then, and then it's uh, that other navy person, uh, Hina. I, I didn't catch her rank, uh, but she can fire like those black, uh, those giant iron spikes rather than just cannonballs. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's dangerous. And she has like yeah. the cage cage fruit, so anything that touches her instantly becomes bound. Or something. Yeah. Like that one dude comes up to try and slice her and he like goes through her arm and winds up with like a, a binding around him so he can't move anymore. I'm like, that's a te- that's that's kind of a fun little power. Yeah, um, that's gonna be something that I'm sure we see again because yeah. obviously that didn't work out too well for her. No. And did you guys uh recognize the two um people on her ship that were like in love with her? Uh, uh yeah yeah so the one was that uh i don't remember his name but the one was that uh hypnotist guy back Django. from uh yeah Django from when we were on that one island when we um, picked up Usopp Jesus dude get names now <laughs> <laughs> the hypnotist guy at that one point yeah um, that's going to become less and less effective the further we get into this <laughs> i know um and but the other guy i didn't remember where he came from uh, Nate, do you remember this guy? No, I don't. I can't really recall this scene, to be completely honest. Oh. Um, so the two, it's Django, and the other one's name is Full Body, Iron Fist Full Body or something. And Full Body was the guy at Sanji's restaurant who was trying to impress the girl when we first meet Sanji. And he tries to be like, oh, this wine is a blank. And Sanji's like, no, it's this. Oh, yeah! He was the dude trying to impress the girl, and Sanji just completely shot him down. Wasn't he like a navy captain? Yeah, he was. He was a navy something. He wasn't a captain. He was. uh, Yeah, he was something. Okay, like a lieutenant or something. But yeah, it's a completely nobody character. That yeah, nobody should remember him. But as soon as I saw the iron knuckles that he had, I was like, "That's the dude that was trying to get one over on this chick." And Sanji just wasn't helping it. Like it was the first time we met Sanji and got a read for who he is. He was just in the restaurant, and Yay. it was another one of those uh, cover adventures. Django goes out on an adventure, gets captured, meets up with Full Body, turns over a new leaf to become Navy, and then like they are like best friends and they're in love with Hina. And I'm. I you know it's one it was on cover art and if you don't pay attention then you miss shit like that like they had a whole background. <laughs> I really gotta pay attention to the cover art because I do just blaze over. Yeah, case in yeah, point, I, I blaze. I don't pay over. attention to it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's very, um, it's so cool. I love them. Like, I think during Alabasta, there was another uh, cover art. Uh, it was Hachi's Ocean Walk, I think was the title of it. I have been seeing that. Yeah, Hachi's yeah. doing his own thing. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Hachi's out there falling in love with octopus women and, and running into trouble and stealing treasure. I mean, I can't wait to see where that goes. <laughs> yeah. I can't well, wait that, to see where that goes. My favorite arc. Well, we're going to have to extend the uh, release schedule because I have to read a whole nother page every chapter now. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, we're now going to release every 1.5 weeks. There's not even any words. You just got to look at the picture. <laughs> I yeah dude, I I know that like when we encountered a uh, buggy again I know that you mentioned that before like how he's been on the cover art and stuff and even since then I still just blaze over it and I need to start paying attention to it oh god yeah yeah you need to um, even in some of the 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 question and answers well I know they can get pretty long and some of them are stupid some of them are just fans yelling at Oda to you know say something and he gives a silly answer. Even buried in some of those are facts that, um, like, if you were to look at the One Piece wiki, they cite that as a source. They'd be like, oh, in, you know, SBS chapter of whatever, uh, Oda said that Luffy, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, it, it yeah. gets, yeah. I mean, this, is, this dude crams so many details into everything. This is all lore that makes me impossible to talk to at a party. Yes. <laughs> you know what, though, Nate? It's fine, because we'll just talk to each other about it at a party. <laughs> we'll be the two guys in the corner with Ryan and Chinpo just being like, yeah, so how about this? <laughs> All these functioning adults are trying to, you know, network and get laid at a party, and you guys are just sitting over there being like, yeah, so you see the cover page for chapter 309? <laughs> <laughs> I think Oda's really onto something there. The buggy's going to come back again. We're the two most confident people at that party. I was going to say, I I leave there more fulfilled than all the other people. (laughs) Yep. I leave there happier than everybody. (laughs) And only half the drinks. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So we got, there was one more big thing that happened right at the end. And then, of course, we could talk about the goodbye scene of them all like, Oh, we can't say it out loud, or else the Navy will tag Vivi as an enemy. But they—I mean, they already did that. Yeah, but they do the hands up with the X's, and it's super cute. And I cried, and everybody cries. Uh, Everybody cries in One Piece. It's okay; you're allowed to. Um, Not yet. The cry faces sometimes get a little ridiculous, but um, I mean, Mister Two cried, uh, Vivi cried, the crew cried, I cried. We're good. Um, Yeah, it was great, but. At the very, very, very end, Nico Robin, or Miss All Sunday, you just call her Nico Robin now, uh, shows up and is like, yeah, Crocodile tried to kill me because uh, I wasn't any use to him anymore, so I'm going to be on your crew now. <laughs> it did. It kind of ended the chapter with everybody doing one of them anime falls. Just, <laughs> Yeah. I, it, it, that's exciting. I, I actually didn't expect another crew member to show up, and on like really, I don't know what the max limit of the crew is gonna be. But I mean, I uh, she jumps right up there in the like top group of power on that ship. I mean, I think she's up there with Luffy and Zoro, if not above Zoro. Um, yeah, because her power is nuts with growing uh, yeah. hands everywhere. Yeah, it, she's really really cool. Um, what so, about? I mean, 
I can't. Yeah, I can't wait till we get into. So Nate, you were actually the one I think you said last time we did One Piece uh, that you wanted to see more of Robin. Well, here you go, pal. I we get plenty of Robin. I'm so excited because uh, I just think there's that that power can be explored a lot, and I think it's just going to be visually awesome. Yeah, the power is going to be super explored. But even, like, did you guys catch that they were talking about her backstory a little bit? Like, she had a bounty of, like, 80 million when she was 8 years old. And yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, that, that's intense. That is yeah, insane. She ate that fruit when she was really young, I guess. Yeah, and then, um, uh, and then people, like, she, like, faked her death when she went into Baroque Works. And they've been looking for her ever since. Um, but I think just, what a major flaw on crocodile's part to be like oh this is the the poneglyph i think they are pronounced poneglyphs um uh, I, looking i'm for not that. sure how it's pronounced yeah i'm gonna call it a poneglyph um poneglyph poneglyph uh, <laughs> that sounds dumb but like yeah it, it so so it's not the one for pluton which is what he was after the big super weapon that is you know of legend um, but it was just a history of the kingdom and Robin reads it and is like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's not the super weapon. And Crocodile's like, all right, cool. Well, you're of no use to me anymore. I'm like, bro, she might find it later. What are you, what are you fucking doing? Yeah, he seems pretty nearsighted. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, and she was, I don't know if she, she did say that um, she planned for him to uh, want to kill her afterwards. Um, but, I mean, I feel like she would have stayed with him. You know, and been loyal to him if he wasn't a dumbass. Yeah, I, just what an oversight on his end. And now she's on Luffy's ship for some reason. Did did we get the okay from Luffy at the end of tw- at the end of two seventeen where he's like, yeah, okay. Did, did no, we... it, it it ended the way that you were talking about it, it like exactly like that. I mean, because the last thing. Lucy, Luffy said was what do you want anyways and then she was like I want to join your crew and then everybody had those gap those gaping mouth open faces and then they're like what yeah their eyes and, pop out a little bit okay and I stopped right there even though I didn't want to so yep, same. Yeah. well good news you won't have yeah. to you won't have to for much longer after we're done here today we can move on um, yeah 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 I am very, I'm very much excited to get to the next bit, but I'll save, I'll save what I'm thinking for a little bit of final thoughts. Do you guys have anything else that maybe we skipped over? I mean, we skipped over a lot, and a lot happened in these chapters, but I wanted to at least hit the fights because that was the point. I mean, we almost in, we end recording at an hour and seven minutes almost every single time, so uh, <laughs> I think we. I think we can skip over a reasonable amount, and if you have a problem with that, then, uh, you know, I don't know, just send us a message <laughs> and complain, and we'll definitely read it, and yeah. it'll be great. Yeah. Um, Let me know the I, last time you ever listened to a two-hour podcast about anime. Seriously. About anime? No. The last two-hour podcast I listened to was, uh, uh, I don't know, probably I wasn't like talking about to you COVID anyway. or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was probably some Joe Rogan shit. I don't know. Yeah, um, but... No, uh, fuck. I don't know if I have any other points I wanted to bring up. I, I mean, I did. It for me, like I said, the uh, the first few fights that encountered that happened, like between uh, Sanji and Usopp and stuff, like they they felt like kind of useless in my mind. And sorry, 
if you disagree with that. I just I really wanted to get to the big fights. Like that that seems to be the thing for me. I want to see Zoro and I want to see Luffy fighting. That's yeah. like the biggest things for me. Oh, that's why but, they put Usopp in all those fights. Like you notice they came in order, so it went like <laughs> I don't know why Nami's fight came. Well, Nami's fight only came right before Zoro because they were fighting their partners. Um, and Nami's great. Yeah. So. She didn't even have yeah. her own weapon. She had Usopp build it. It was a party favor. Okay, <laughs> but who who else realized that she didn't even have a weapon? Like, I never even thought about that. I was like, oh, yeah, she probably should have a weapon. Yeah, because yeah, she hasn't done yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just never thought of her to have a weapon until now. Yeah, this is going to be an ongoing thing. Nate, is there anything else that you wanted to jump on before we get to final thoughts? Oh, no, we pretty much covered everything. I, uh... Yeah, I, I really liked this. I, I sped through it because I was just so excited to read it. It it was a good it was a good arc. I loved it. Nice. Nice. Well then yeah, let's move on to uh we'll move on to final thoughts. Um do you got yeah, John, go ahead. Give us a final thought. Alright, final thoughts, so um Oh, and where I do you so- think we go next? Uh, yeah, okay, so all right, so final thoughts. I mean, uh, in the latter half of this whole arc, uh, I had a lot of fun reading it. Really enjoyed the fight scenes. Luffy always cracking me up with his uh, ability to come up with new weird ways to fight. Um, still not sure where he got the barrel of water, but uh, I think it was explained at some point. Uh, either way, where it goes from here, I think... I don't know what happens next. I think that they probably go on the run from the Navy for a little while. I don't think we're running right into a uh, Warlord next. I think it's going to be a little while before we do that. But um, I, with some, uh, Zoro's newfound ability and now that he's focusing on being able to cut at will, I think at one point or another he's going to defeat an enemy by not cutting through armor but cutting right through to somebody's body. So, like, it's just going to go right through the armor, not cut it, and then just through their body, because, I don't know, it's going to be, like, impenetrable or something. Oh, yeah. And he'll be like, this is how it's going to happen. I'm going to go straight to your skin. Yeah, that's going to be wild if that ever happens. I hope it does. I really do. That'd actually be really cool. That would be really cool. All right. Uh, Nate, final thought, and uh, where do you think we go next? And that could be, like, what kind of island we hit, or just what do you think? Well, uh, I I have to say that uh, Crocodile's a pretty cool villain. Um, he fits he fits my uh, he fits those three C's I talked about. He's clever, cold, and he's pretty classy with those alligators. Okay. Oh yeah, and I mean he wears fur in the desert. I mean, come on. Right, that's classy. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, you know where I think we're going next. I I can't really say, but I think the plot's going to be driven by uh, Nico Robin. I think we're gonna go dive into whatever they have in store. Um, I th- and I I have this feeling Luffy's not gonna like it at first, and then Luffy's gonna be like, "All right, we're doing this," because so so something happens to motivate him. It's kind of a theme. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. And then uh, Duncan left his final thoughts uh, for us to read. He said, continuing to enjoy this story, but will deeply miss Carew and Vivi. They were excellently written characters, and the surrounding story was overall wonderful. Love the politics used as a plot point without being overbearing. Happy to see Rain back in Alabasa. So, 
uh, yeah, Duncan seemed to enjoy it. I didn't prompt him with a question before he wrote that, so he <laughs> didn't uh, didn't get a chance to do that. Um, what a wholesome final thought. Yeah. He really put effort into that. He really did. He really did. All from, all the way from from uh, Hungary. Good for him, man. Um, yeah, I guess. So let's see here. I'm going to double check. My final thought is our next little bit uh, is going to be chapters 218 through 236. Only 19 chapters this time. Uh, it's called the Jaya Arc, or the Jaya Arc, J-A-Y-A Arc. Um, it's a short one, but it has a lot of story significance, so I'm looking forward to getting to that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's it. So, yeah, not next week. Next week we're doing JoJo. Um, yeah, next week will be our JoJo episode, uh, The Phantom Blood, 1 through 44. Uh, but then the week after that, we go to Jaya in One Piece, 218 through 236. So, all right. Hey, fellas, thank you so much for coming in. Duncan, whenever you hear this, I uh, hope you're enjoying Europe. Um, maybe you'll be back by the time you hear it. I don't know. <laughs> don't uh, get sex in the human or don't get sucked what? in the human <laughs> trafficking. Yeah, be careful out there. <laughs> don't get don't don't get taken. <laughs> yeah, don't get taken, Duncan, because I don't know. Your dad's too nice. He and won't I don't come and find you. None of us have a certain set of skills. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, all right. Hey, gentlemen, thank you both so much. And everyone else, thank you so much for listening to that one time we read manga. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Give us a like on Spotify. Vice versa, that. Um, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Hey, have an come my way day. Hey! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>